Hi, I'm Dr. Ted Spear, pastor of the Fundamental Baptist Church International in Boshane, Kumasi. Today's sermon is the first of a series of sermons about the subject of who Christ is. Is He Jehovah? Is He God? We're going to tackle that in this series. Today's sermon, we're going to answer the question, to whom shall men call for salvation? Good morning. As we talk about Christianity, Christianity is rooted in a person, the person of Christ. Christianity comes from the word Christ. And really what separates Christianity from every other religion is the doctrine of Christ, the teaching of Christ. And the Bible teaches us that we're to abide or we're to know, we're to live in, we're to accept the doctrine of Christ. The teaching, what, what the Bible teaches about the person of Jesus Christ. Knowing who Christ is and knowing who you are is so important uh, to getting life right. And this morning I want to talk to you about who is Jesus Christ. Is He God? The Scriptures have much to teach about the subject of Christ. He is the central figure, the central character of the Bible is Jesus Christ. And I want to begin uh, today, and we're going, to, we're going to have a series of lessons on this, but I want to begin in the book of Luke in chapter 24. And in the book of Luke chapter 24, the, uh, Jesus Christ has risen from the dead and he is walking on a road to Emmaus, and he's walking with two, two uh, disciples or two, two uh, men that had known him and believed in him, but they don't recognize him. And he's walking along and talking to them. And in verse 25, he says this, Then he said unto them, O fools and slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into His glory? They were upset. They were distraught because the Christ had been crucified. Their hero, their, the man they had been following had been crucified. And He said, listen, you should know that Christ had to suffer these things. He's telling us that uh, the prophets of old, the prophets in the Old Testament, had told us that these things had to come to pass. And then he says this in verse 27, or the Bible says this about Christ in verse 27, And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So what Jesus did is he took the Old Testament, which at that time is all the scriptures that they had. And he began in the books of Moses. Uh, the, that's called the Decalogue, the first five books of the Old Testament. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And, and the Bible says, and in all the prophets. And he taught them, he expounded or he exposed to them the teaching about himself. Yes, the Old Testament teaches us about Christ. The Old Testament teaches us about the Messiah. The Old Testament teaches us who Jesus is. 
And we're going to begin today in the book of Joel. And Joel was a prophet. And we're going to read several verses here and see what Joel has to say about the Christ. The Bible says in verse 27 of chapter 2 of Joel, And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, and that I am the Lord your God, and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my Spirit, and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Now in this prophecy in the book of Joel, um, it is made in which, it, this prophecy is made in which one of the events that would take place is that people would call upon the name of the Lord. Joel, this is prophesying something that is going to be restated or re, it's going to begin happening for us in Acts chapter 2. And we'll turn there. But what I want you to notice here in the book of Joel is that it says, I am the Lord your God, in verse 27. I am the Lord your God. Now, when you see that word Lord, and on the screen, when you look at the verse, it's capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. In the Old Testament, when you see the word Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D, it's not just referring to a master, a title, a position. It's referring to the name of God. This is translated from the word Jehovah. Much of the Old Testament, the translators did not translate God's name Jehovah. They just put Lord and they put capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D to signify that it's speaking of the name of God, Jehovah. So this word Lord, I am the Lord, it is the same as I am Jehovah. And when we go to Acts chapter 2, we have an affirmation that this prophecy in Joel is beginning to come true. In Acts chapter 2, in verses 16 through 21, we have an affirmation of what the prophet had said in the book of Joel. It is beginning to come true. What was predicted in Joel chapter 2 is beginning to come true in Acts chapter 2. Everything he predicts in Joel chapter 2 doesn't take place in Acts chapter 2, but it, the prophecy begins taking place. And we read here uh, in Acts chapter 2, which is the day of Pentecost, the disciples have been filled with God's Spirit. They have begun preaching the gospel. 
And it says in verse 16, But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall dream dreams. And all my servants and all my handmaids I will pour out in those days of my Spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So when you compare Joel chapter 2, verses 27 through 32, to Acts chapter 2, verses 16 through 21, you see that Peter in his preaching in Acts chapter 2 is quoting from Joel chapter 2. And you see that this prophecy that God has given in Acts chapter 2 is beginning to come to pass. To pass. Now, in Joel chapter 2, it is specifically speaking about the Lord or Jehovah. And it says that they will call, people will call on this name. They will call on Jehovah. They will call on the Lord. Now, in Acts chapter 2, we have the beginning of the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That Jesus died, that Jesus was buried, that Jesus rose from the dead. And that He is how we receive salvation. And disciples continue that day to preach. Many people are saved. And they continue to spread the gospel. And in Acts chapter 9, we see the story of Saul, who would become the Apostle Paul. Saul was a persecutor. He had, uh, he had um, received permission from the, the high elite leaders of the Jewish religion to persecute, to jail, and to even kill. Uh, Jews who had converted to Christianity. And he's hunting these people down. But he meets Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. Jesus in his resurrected body. And he's blinded. And he's in the city of Damascus. And in verse number 10 it says this, And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias, and he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth, and hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man, how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. So, the Lord here, Jesus, appears to Ananias and he says to Ananias that he is to go and find Saul. 
And what Ananias says to Christ, he says, look, he said, this man is the man who has the authority from the high priest, from the chief priest, to destroy those who call on the name of the Lord. Well, who were people calling on? Who were they destroying? They were calling, they were destroying people who were calling on the name of Jesus Christ. So Paul was persecuting those who were calling on Christ for salvation, that were preaching Jesus Christ. And now he has heard the gospel. He has met Christ himself, and he begins preaching Christ and telling people to call on the name of the Lord. So in the Old Testament, in the book of Joel, the prophecy was the, 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 the uh, it was foretold that there would come a day in the last days, and the last days are from the resurrection of Christ until the rapture when Jesus comes back to get his church. We've been in the last days for the last 2,000 years. And in those last days, the Bible tells us that men would call on the Lord. In the Old Testament, it's Jehovah. The prophecy is about people calling on Jehovah. In the New Testament, in the fulfillment of that prophecy, people are calling on the Lord Jesus Christ. So we have a very clear description and depiction of who Jesus Christ is in this prophecy and the fulfillment of that prophecy. And who we have is the Jehovah of the Old Testament is the Christ of the New Testament. That's right. Jesus Christ is God. The Bible specifically tells us that He's God in many, many ways. In many uh, verses and in, 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 in many specific verses that it tells us that He is God. But what I'm showing you today is I'm actually showing you a prophecy from the book of Joel and a fulfillment of that prophecy that begins in Acts chapter 2 and continues. I am showing you how that the Scriptures teach us that the Jehovah of the Old Testament is the Christ of the New Testament. You say, well, Pastor, how can that be? Well, because we worship a triune God, three persons in one. One in essence, three personalities, but sharing the same substance, sharing the same essence, sharing the same attributes. It's beyond comprehension. No man can understand the makeup of the Godhead the Bible speaks of in Colossians chapter 2 and verse 9. But we can look at the Bible and clearly see that Jesus Christ is the Jehovah of the Old Testament in this prophecy from the book of Joel and the fulfillment of that prophecy in Acts chapter 2. And in the next several weeks, I'm going to be showing you several other instances where we see the Jehovah of the Old Testament is the Christ of the New Testament. But I want to finish this message by saying this. What do you believe about Christ? Are you born again? Are you saved? Do you know for sure you're going to heaven when you die? Well, I can tell you this. 
There's only one way to heaven. And it's through the person of Jesus Christ. Why? Because He is the Creator. He is God. He is the Jehovah of the Old Testament. He is the one on whom people must call in order to be saved. We see that in the book of Joel. We see it in Acts chapter 2 and throughout the New Testament. Christ is the one to whom people must call, to whom people must appeal in order to be saved. You say, Pastor, who needs to be saved? Well, the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible teaches that every one of us have gone astray from God's commandments and we've broken God's law and we're guilty in the sight of God of sin. And the Bible teaches us that the penalty to sin is death, which means we deserve to go to hell for our sin. I deserve that. You deserve that. Everyone deserves that. We have sinned against God and we can't change it. There's nothing we can do to make our sin go away. Doing right won't take away our sin. Going to church won't take away our sin. We've sinned and we continue to sin and we need a Savior. If, if you've ever seen someone in trouble and they knew that they needed help, what do they do? When a person realizes that they cannot save themselves and that they're in trouble, and they don't see someone coming, what do they do? They call out. They appeal for help. Help me. They want someone to come to the rescue. That's why men call out. And we need to understand that we have sinned against God and we need a Savior. And that Savior is Jesus Christ. The Bible says that Jesus died, was buried, and rose that we might be saved. He shed His blood on the cross of Calvary that we might be saved. And He and He alone is the one on whom we must call for salvation. The Bible says, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy, he saved us. Some of you have known about Jesus Christ. You've known who He is. You've believed in His deity. But you've been trusting in your own good works to save you. You've never called on Jesus to save you. You've never appealed to Him for salvation. But instead, you've been trusting in what you do for Him. You have been lied to and deceived to think that somehow your works will save you. That somehow you can be worthy of salvation. The Bible doesn't teach that any of us are worthy of salvation. The Bible teaches that there would come a Messiah on whom people would call for salvation. You can't call on the Messiah for salvation until you see that you need salvation. And you will never see that you need salvation when you're convinced that you are worthy of going to heaven through your own good works. No, you're not. You're a sinner just like I am. 
You sin every day just like I do. You say, Pastor, are you promoting sin? No, I'm not promoting sin at all. I'm just stating the facts. We sin. We don't pray like we should. We don't evangelize like we should. We don't love like we should. These are sins. And we need a Savior. And that Savior is Jesus Christ. And when I was 20 years old, I appealed to Christ to save me. I confessed that He was Lord. I confessed that He was God. I confessed that He was the Savior. And I confessed that my works could not save me. And I stopped trusting in my own righteousness and I put my faith in Jesus Christ to save me. Who is Jesus Christ? He's the Jehovah of the Old Testament. He is the one on whom people must call for salvation. Have you ever came to Jesus for salvation? Or do you just talk about Jesus? You've tried to serve Him, but have you come to Him for salvation? Not with your good works, but with your faith alone. The Bible says that we're justified by faith without the deeds of the law. I'm thankful today that I have called upon the name of the Lord to save me. I have appealed to the only one who can save me from the penalty of death, which is to go to hell. And I thank God today that I know for sure that heaven's my home. And I don't know that heaven's my home because I'm a preacher, because I'm a pastor, because I'm a good father, because I preach on the television. I'm going to heaven because I called on the name of the Lord and He saved me. I put my faith in Jesus Christ. The way you call on the Lord is by believing on Him. When you put your faith in Him, you're calling on Him to save you. Many of you have your faith in something else. Your faith is in the church. Your faith is in your own good works. Your faith is in your good intentions. That will take you to hell. Put your faith in Jesus Christ today and nothing else. He is the Savior. He is the Jehovah of the Old Testament who is the one on whom people call for salvation. Thank you for watching the Fundamental Hour. We'll see you next week and we'll talk some more. We'll show you some more how that Jesus Christ is the Jehovah of the Old Testament. God bless you and thank you.